the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Come on, put God first. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you. It's up to you. It's up to you. You can make your life happy, healthy, wonderful. You can do it if you will do it. On today's Healing Word broadcast, Pastor Jack Morris is going to continue with a series of messages focused on having a thankful heart and the importance of thanksgiving in the life of a believer. Let's go hear today's message, The Power of Praise. And we thank God for this season of the year of our national proclamation of thanksgiving. We remember that the foundation of America was laid with prayer, with praise, and with thanksgiving. Now, I I think we need to remember that. We need to take that into consideration. This nation started with worship, and look what it has become. Friend, when we take worship away and we stop worshiping and remembering that all of our gifts come from above, from the Lord, uh, then we're doing something that we shouldn't be doing, and we're doing something very sad and dangerous. It was under the, the cruel persecution of King James Stewart that caused those first pilgrims to come to this country. He wanted them to worship according to the ritual of the Church of England and a lot of smaller independent congregations. He wanted them to worship the way he wanted them to worship. And he had a whole lot of other rules. And when they wouldn't follow the rules, the people of England when they, and, and uh, the Netherlands, when they wouldn't uh, follow these rules, uh, he would be very cruel to them. So a band of 102 people. You know, thank God there's always some people that are going to follow their heart. They're going to believe God. That are going to do what the Bible tells them to do. They're going to do the right thing. Thank God we're, we're not going to just, just follow like sheep to the slaughter. 102 people got into a little small boat called the Mayflower. Now, the Mayflower had been in operation for several years, uh, transporting goods from England to France up to the Netherlands. And somehow, this 102 people got aboard that little boat, that little ship, and started across the Atlantic. Now, that boat was either 100, perhaps 110 feet long. That's all. Some say it was 100 feet. Some say it was 110. With 102 people on board... 102 pilgrims. In addition to that, there were 30 crew members. Now, there couldn't have been very much privacy on that little boat. And for three months, they were aboard that little boat without any heat. I mean, some people will do great things because they love God, and they're going to put God first, and they're going to worship God. They're not going to wait till it's convenient to worship God. 
Those people got into that little boat and they started across. Well, two of them died before they got here. A hundred of them finally made it across. They wanted to go south. They wanted to land in the colonies in Virginia. But the fierce winds and the cold kept blowing them off course. They, they started out on September the 6th, uh, 6th uh, 16, what was it, 1620, September the 6th. They landed November the 21st, 1620. I mean, you can get in a jet in just a few hours, you can be from here to England. But for three months, only because they wanted to worship God. Friend, all we have to do is just get up and go to church. (laughs) Three months to get over here. They first spotted land November the 9th. And they kept trying to turn that boat and go south, but the winds kept blowing them in. And finally, they, they docked in a, what is play, called now Cape Cod, Massachusetts. That first winter was so severe. You know, it's pretty cool up there right now <laughs> in Massachusetts. But that first winter was so severe that 50 of them died. Half of them died. Half of them lived. And the half that lived were still thankful that they came to this country to worship God from their heart. It was a heartfelt religion that they were interested in and that they were worshiping God with. They, they just didn't go through the ritual and the ceremony. Their heart was toward God. They buried that 50 who died in unmarked graves for fear the Indians would dig them up, exhume them in order to get their clothes and any possessions. So they had to bury them in unmarked graves. Well, when the spring came, they planted their crops, and then when fall came, they harvested those crops, and they gave thanks to God for what God had. Friend, look at the possessions that you and I have today. I'm so thankful. I don't begrudge any of us of anything. I'm thankful for everything we have. Uh, We have given to God. We have given to uh, the lost. We have built hospitals and churches and orphanages all around the world. And so God has prospered America. Thank God we have been a generous people. And we are still a generous people. We give thanks to God for that. This coming Thursday, our hearts are naturally drawn to those 50 pilgrims who left and came and laid a foundation of prayer and worship here. Now, just parenthetically, I want to put this in. You know, the wind is not always at our back. Sometimes we're bucket ahead wind. Some of you today, you're facing situations and situations are facing you that are not pleasant and are contrary to what you would enjoy and contrary to your comfort. But that does not mean that you're out of the will of God. Those 102 people that got boarded that little boat and came over, fierce winds, Did any of them say, they may have thought it, and maybe some of them said, maybe I wish I'd have stayed in England. We must be out of the will of God. Did you ever think that way when things start going wrong? I'm out of the will of God. Well, trust the Lord. Believe God. If God has put something on your heart, follow it. Believe him. Trust him. Put that situation, those circumstances in his hands. He'll see you through. Everything is not going to be pleasant And beautiful all the time. We live in a world of humanity. Like I've said before. Like one person said. You know. If it weren't for people. 
this wouldn't be a pleasant place to live. This would be a pleasant place to live. It's people that cause all the problems. <laughs> Aren't you glad you're not people? <laughs> Thankfulness. The other day, Craig and I were at a restaurant. And I mean, just this past week, that's last Sunday. And uh, I clumsily, I dropped my napkin on the floor. Well, there was a young man not very far at the table. He jumped up real fast, went over and picked my napkin up and gave it to me. I thought, wow, people like that are still around. <laughs> and uh, then his wife came in and his children, and they reached across the table and took hands. People everywhere bowed their heads and gave thanks to God for the meal that they were going to eat. Well, now, Corinne and I always bow and pray in a restaurant, at home or in public. We don't reach across the table. Her arms are rather short, you know. <coughs> and I'd have to really do all the stretching. <coughs> so. <laughs> but uh, when we finished eating, we finished before they did. And I got up and I walked by his table and I thanked him for his prayer, asking where he went to church. And lo and behold, he asked me, where do you go to church? Oh, I go, I'm, I go to the Largo Community Church. <laughs> I know he never heard of us, and I never heard of his church. And uh, so we, we parted company. But, you know, that was so refreshing to know that there are people who love God more than anything else. And they're, they're not living their religion, putting it out there on their sleeve, but they're just being true to the dictates of their heart and giving praise to God. An old farmer went into a country restaurant and... Uh, he thanked God, he bowed his head, and he gave thanks for the food. He was by himself, nobody there with him, he gave thanks. Well, there were some young guys over there, they started snickering. You know how they're laughing, snickering, the old guys. And uh, a couple of the guys got up and walked by his table, and they said, uh, Mister, uh, do all your animals say grace before they eat? And the old gentleman looked up and smiled, he said, No, he said, the pigs don't. <laughs> So you know what company you're in <laughs> when you're ungrateful. <laughs> well, it all started with prayer, with praise, and with thanksgiving, this great land of ours. And look what God has done for us that blessed us. Now, friend, if God will do that for a nation, what do you think he'll do for somebody like you and me who know him as our personal Lord and Savior when we truly worship him? Sometimes we forget... God forgive us, and He will, but we, we need to get back to truly worshiping the Lord with our heart. We'll return to the message today, following this invitation for you to check out TheHealingWord.com. There you'll find inspirational testimonies, messages from the Word of God to empower your spiritual life, and the Pray Now app, that you can access to pray with Pastor Morris over a need in your life. Everything we offer on TheHealingWord.com is our free gift to you. So go there today and be healed. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's message, The Power of Praise. I'm going to tell you about a man, uh, let me see his name, John Henry Jowett. He was pastor of the, uh, in London, England, the Westminster Chapel, 
And he wrote a note to a friend, and that note has been preserved since 1920. And in that note, this pastor, pastor a great church, and he's a great theologian. A lot of us do uh, some of our theological reading from him to this very day. And he wrote, writes this note to his friend, and he says to his friend, he said, I do not, I do not experience unbroken health, unbroken joy. He said, sometimes I'm down so low. He felt like he had to tell somebody. And he used the word depression. He said, I get so depressed and I get down, so down. Now, today we have a lot of medication that will help people with depression. But in the 20s, there wasn't very much out there at all. But this is what he said in the note. And the note has been preserved this day. He said, when I get so far down... And I get so depressed and so sad and my joy has been interrupted. He said, when I turn to give thanks to God for who God is, who God is to me, and I begin to praise the Lord, he said, I can break that spiraling down feeling and begin to turn things around and bring myself back up again. Friend, you can do it. Give praise and give thanks to the Lord. Can everybody say, praise the Lord? Lord. That's how this psalm begins, with those three words, praise the Lord. Over and over you see that in the psalms. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord simply means hallelujah. And when you say hallelujah, you're saying praise the Lord. And when you say praise the Lord, you're saying hallelujah. So be good to yourself. Do something nice. In Psalm 22, verse 3, it said, the psalmist says, you are holy enthroned in the praises of Israel. In another translation, it says God inhabiteth the praises of his people. So this is what praise does. It puts a crown on God's head. When you give praise to the Lord, you are crowning the Lord. And it's at the point of praise that God enters in. That's the point of his entrance into your situation, into your problem, into your hurt, into your pain. What is the point of God's entrance? Entrance? Praise. Praise and thanksgiving. Now, when you take a situation that is contrary, that is negative, and you talk about it, and you talk about it, and you talk about it, what you're doing, you are crowning that situation. Let's take you're having a financial problem. And you, you talk about it. You think about it. You ruminate it. You discuss it. And it's just there in your mind all the time. The more you talk about it, the more you think about it. The more you think about it, the more you talk about it. You are crowning your lack. You're putting a crown and you're saying this situation, this financial situation, or whatever the situation is, this, this has power over me. This is controlling my thoughts. This is absorbing my energy. This has become my master and my king. I'm putting a crown on whatever it is that's going wrong. But you begin to talk about Jesus, sing the praises of the Lord, read the praises of the psalm, truly express it. You're putting a crown on his head. Friend, who are you going to crown today? What are you going to crown today? The negativism, the hurt that is going on in your life, in your family? With your children, the emotion that you feel within, whatever you think about, whatever you talk about, whatever you ruminate, you are crowning it and you are a slave. Yes, a slave. You have crowned it your king. 
It has now mastered you. Week after week, month after month, you have put a crown on its head. Now, turn that thing around. Oh, in Jesus' name, turn it around. Please turn it around. Give praise to the Lord. Begin to sing his praises. Talk about Jesus and how good he has been to you. Talk about what a nice house God has given you. What a good job God has given you. That God has given you the income to buy that nice house. That now you're going to tithe your money to the Lord. You're going to praise God even with your income. Come on, put God first. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you. It's up to you. It's up to you. You can make your life happy, healthy, wonderful. You can do it if you will do it. Why? I don't know why. Some people want to hold on to that grudge. Put a crown on that grudge. Celebrate that grudge. Honor that grudge. I don't know why. Making yourself miserable, miserable, miserable. Every time it comes back, you can turn it around. You can turn it around. Not somebody else. Nobody but nobody. But you can turn that thing around. But you can do it. And you can do it right now. You want to release those endorphins? You want to release those pain blockers? You can do it. You can do it. Now notice what it says. It begins this way. Praise the Lord, how good it is to sing the praises of God. It's a good thing. You want to do a good thing for God? You want to do a good thing for your family? You want to do a good thing for yourself? Doesn't it say that? Does it say that? How good it is to sing. And then it says, how pleasant and fitting. How, how pleasant. Pleasantness has to do with disposition. And there's so m- So many unpleasant things that go on in this world. So many unpleasant things that we're feeling. Unpleasant things that's happened to us that we keep remembering and crowning and celebrating. Quit celebrating the unpleasant. Praise brings an atmosphere of delight, of joy, of pleasantness. Praise will expel unpleasantness. Friend, what, what verse have you been quoting? Come on, what verse have you been quoting? You know, you can't quote the scripture and talk negative about somebody at the same time. Out of the same fountain, sweet water and bitter water doesn't come. If bitter water is coming, that means you are a bitter man, a bitter woman. And the sweet water, if it ever comes at all, it's nothing but a put on hypocrisy. For bitterness and sweetness does not mix. But you can be a sweet person. You can be a lovely person. You can. You can. Some of you are going to do that. You can take this verse and use it. Now, listen to what it says. It is pleasant and it is fitting. Have you ever gone to the dressmaker? You bought a new dress or you bought a new suit and you went in for a fitting You go in for a fitting. They put it on you. They pin it up. Now, God wants to clothe you with a garment of salvation and a garment of praise. He wants to fit you up. He has something for you that will fit just you, just like this Psalm 107 fit this disgruntled lady. 
As far as I know, that woman's never been disgruntled again. She found her secret in praising God, in thanking God, in opening up and receiving from God. Isn't it wonderful what God will do when we'll do what God is asking asking us to do? Now notice verse 2. It says, the Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. Now this is a reference to the Jewish people who had been scattered away from the city of Jerusalem. And now God is bringing them all back together. You know, it's, it's good company to be with God's people. And God's bringing all of his people back. But when he says he builds up Jerusalem, you and I as Christians can lay claim to that verse. Because you and I are the new Jerusalem. We've been redeemed by Jesus. He's put our name in the book of life, making us the citizen of that world. So you and I can lay claim to that verse. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles. Now you may be on the outside. Your your broken heart, your financial condition, your physical condition, your spiritual condition, uh, your unpleasant condition has put you on the outside of fellowship. Or you might be in church, but in your heart... You're on the outside of somebody you were tight with it before. And so now, because we are born-again Christians with our citizenship in heaven, we have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, we have peace through Him who is the Prince of Peace, Jesus. Now, everybody here today can have a Jerusalem experience. I want you to turn to your neighbor, and I want everybody to do it today. And I want you to say, you can have a Jerusalem experience. (laughs) Now you can. That's an experience of peace. All of the negative poison can be drained away and you can have this Jerusalem experience. Jerusalem now, to the child of God, is not a geographical place necessarily. It's a place of the heart. It's the place where Jesus sits upon the throne. It's a place where you crown Jesus your king. Not your problem, but Jesus now is crowned your king. Now I'm going to have to close. It said, it builds up Jerusalem, and then verse 3 says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He does it. The Lord does it. Your problems and my problems, this problem that this dear man, pastor of Westminster Chapel, In London, England. This problem that this disgruntled woman had. These problems. They they come. We all experience them on occasion. From time to time. But the Lord brings about healing. But when that problem comes. It has a tendency. Or not a tendency. It is a fact. It siphons off your joy. It just drains it out of you. Your energy goes. You're enthusiastic. You say, boy, I used to get so thrilled about going to church. and So thrilled about Sunday school. So thrilled to hear the pastor preach. So thrilled to hear the choir sing. You know, I'll tell you, I go through the motions. I'm there. (laughs) I'll quit. (laughs) I'll quit. Friend, you're loved with an everlasting love. And God loves you and will love you to healing today. If you'll recognize him and praise him, turn your thoughts to him, talk about Jesus, sing about Jesus, worship Jesus, the healing will come. We hope that today's message, The Power of Praise, has blessed you and strengthened your faith in God. 
Do you need Pastor Morris to pray with you about a struggle or decision you're wrestling with? The Pray Now app is available to you right now. Go to thehealingword.com, click Pray Now, and select the topic that matches your request. Pastor Morris will provide encouragement, pray with you, and deliver a brief message on overcoming and living in victory. Again, pray now at thehealingword.com. As we conclude today's program, I want to invite you to pray for the ministry of the healing word and ask God on our behalf to bless these messages as they minister to hearts all over our nation's capital area and the world. If today's message has blessed you and strengthened your faith in God, would you consider partnering with Pastor Morris and supporting the Healing Word Ministry with your prayers and donating to keep the gospel of Jesus Christ reaching thousands? Go to thehealingword.com and click the Donate button to pledge your support. And remember, the faith-building message you heard today is our gift to you. Your donation is your gift to God. I also invite you to check out all the ministry resources available for you at thehealingword.com. There, you can search and listen to messages that match your need and send your prayer request directly to the pastor and he will pray for you and return an encouraging note. You'll find all these gifts waiting for you at thehealingword.com. Join us tomorrow for another Healing Word message. Until then, blessings on you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.